Welcome to the Neoborn and Ania Human Show! Live, well, almost live, every Wednesday at 9 p.m. on I-90 Radio Boston. Welcome back to our conversational time, because we do like conversing, not just in the shoes. You know, you like converse, yeah? Did you like converse? Did you have converse shoes when we were playing basketball in the high courtyard? I I um I was a, I was a puma a puma person. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember. I mean, those plastic-ish fake leather something. What? But they were kind of comfortable, not? Yeah, no, they were good. I mean, they weren't like the major brand, but like they weren't Nikes or uh, Converse. Um, but like, let us be honest, Nike is only good and became famous because of Jordan. Yeah, like th- there was a good story behind Nike. Actually, I saw that. Can you believe it's like the um, the early Nike? I believe um, I can. Fl- oh, I, I shouldn't sing that one. Yeah, <laughs> he um, he ordered uh, like track shoes from Japan and uh, altered them and then resold them in, in the way he wanted to do it. So he actually kind of not 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 exactly ripped the J- Japanese off, but like um, who was this? Uh, who was in this? the end, in, in no, but in in the end, like they. Um, they asked the Japanese company, look, it was it was a different different brand f- f- from Japan. They said, can you make these alterations for us so that we can resell them in um, in America? And we've got all of these department stores and all these sports stores, like, lie, that we can, um, like, s- sell them at. So I said, yeah, 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 we could do that. And um, in the end, like, it, it, there was quite good business going on. This is before it really launched. And um, the Japanese company turned around and like uh, ripped them straight off. They said, "Right, okay, we're we're going to pull the plug on that. We're going to make those ourselves, and we're going to sell them ourselves." And it was like, "Oh, a complete, what like, a shame!" Face. So that's really ripping yeah, people off. Yeah. It's it's really it's really okay. So yeah. yeah, I just wanted to take a photo of a print screen. Sorry, uh, I will edit this out. Um, okay, so. Yeah, that's about shoes when we walk on the surface of Earth. And uh, we have been walking on the surface of this planet and other planets and moons and so on and moonshines uh, way longer than many other artists. And uh, it turns out a very few among the very lot um, remained from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, or even 90s, who are still remarkable, memorable, not just because of the industry, but because of the footprint, what they were doing. And some are still kicking and alive, despite every odds and medical chances, you know. Um, yeah, We could c- yeah. talk about Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, or Tom Jones, or Ross Stewart, or Elton John. You know, all these... L- Let's. But what comes to my mind, that time to time we are so much overflown with this, oh, this new artist, that new talent, that's give, that, that. A steady flow of uh, new and exciting artists, which is good, which is good. I mean, because, you know, it's like you don't want really to be stuck with a Rolling Stone and Keith Richards for uh, eternity, do we? <laughs> generation after generation, and you know, because we could be stuck with Elvis Presley if, like, their progress was very slow in the music industry. Exactly, and, and exactly. Those, you know, so out of all of those hopefuls, out of the 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 strata that makes up the the whole the whole spectrum of the music industry, there's going to be a few 
just that statistically that are going to catch whether they're any good or not is um is open to debate like is open to the actual genre that listens to them and picks them up uh or more likely the uh the industry people that think hmm there's going to be some they seem to be a bit hip we can make some money off of them let's push that and throw some money at them so it's like it's business, isn't it? More like you gotta have like some kind of like substance in the um in the in, in the artist side of things. You know, you gotta have yeah. Some, and we are doing these interviews uh, time to time, dear listeners, more often than you hear. And uh, the question is always whether they will be kicking and alive uh, like Ross Stewart later on. And what about the quality? Uh, we remember maybe a handful of big songs from Stuart, and I'm sure that he had way more faith in other songs earlier on. Yeah. So uh, yeah. today we have a newcomer also called Cassie Kimberlin, and we are seriously hoping that she will be alive and kicking and singing and doing the right thing with her art and music and compositions whole 21st century absolutely absolutely and um what we've seen so far we're like uh, very impressed um she seems like she's a young young female artist that um seems to have like a depth of um awareness in her art that is it isn't too common yeah, and that, that's what we were interested in because it's like she doesn't sing about the usual like surface details and things like that. It there is like there there is something else going on there, and that's what we um, are like sort of trying to figure out uh, what that is. Um, and with any luck, speak to her and like ask her like what what goes on there what's, what's, what's up yeah pass the love around and make sure everybody gets some don't hold back too long cause everybody wants to feel good about all the artists uh, who are still alive and doing great things like, uh, let's say, Elton John or Ross Stewart or Tom Jones, not to mention, you know, the Mick Jagger, Keith Richard. And um, yeah. that how little 
they could know that which song will remain after 60 years. And uh, when I was listening to your Fruit Basket, my favorite, for example, the Lobotomy or what we had, it came to mind that let's have this first question. I hope that the whole 21st century will be yours, completely. <laughs> you have every chance to do that. Uh, how do you think... Uh, as an artist, uh, you can know that which song will be that song, which will really penetrate the heart of the people, their mind will resonate them. So not just charting maybe for a few months, but really stay with them for long. So that's that's a tough question, but I have a few answers for, for that question. Um, so it's funny you ask that because all the time I'll think that this one song, I'm like, oh, like it really resonates with me. Like like a lot of other you know maybe some young people will relate to this too you know like this impacted me and how I feel and then I'll be like dad like this is going to be the one like I think this is the one that's going to do the best my dad's like no this one's going to do the best and and it, it'll be weird but it's always the one that I never think that's gonna have the most impact always has the most impact and that's actually a really funny question that you asked that because I'm still trying to figure out that myself <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we can never really know it, not? I mean, sometimes mm. uh, you have a song and you have the audience and it runs its course and maybe a, a longer while later. And I know that you, your, your, your public persona started not relatively not that long ago. Yeah. But maybe you have older songs which are still alive in other people's heart and mind, not? Um, it's it's like you're mentioning um, lobotomy. That's a that's a pretty old one. Um, I think I sang that when I was like 18, um, and now I'm 23. And um, it's actually and um, that's actually a, a common one that gets brought up. A lot of people always really like lobotomy. And um, you know, I, I thought it had like a really good message, but for a little bit, I was like kind of scared to put it out because I was like, I don't know, are people gonna like this? And it turns out a lot of people really did like it and like the message of it and the music and. You know, and I was so young putting it out.
So you mentioned that you traveled to Colombia, mm -hmm. am I right? Yeah, and you met Shakira, I know, but <laughs> you spent two days on the fly and fly out. So either you have the best social media expert to organize this, or you have a good or team behind you. Um, a great team behind me. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did it come up? And because this, I believe, the hardest to achieve, to have a good street team, to have a reliable management, and that safety net which protects you from the unnecessary hassles and other things. Um, so actually, it's funny. So um, I work with this guy named Pedro, um, and he um, helps like mix a lot of my songs and, and yeah. produce and stuff. And um, Pedro actually is one of the persons, um, the guy, the vocal, the, the male vocal on the song. And he's from Bogota, Colombia. And he told us, he said, um, there's a place called Guess Some Money in um, Cartagena, Colombia. And he was like, you know, I think that you guys would love it down here and it would make an awesome video if we did it down here. So we did some research and we looked it up and we were like, wow, like the streets are gorgeous here. So um, and I was like, you know, I've never met Pedro. And he was like, I could fly in, come and see you guys. And I was like, well, if you're going to fly in, if we're going to do a video, you might as well be a part of the video because we were going to do it here in the U.S. And we were thinking like, who are we going to make Pedro in the video? Like, we want actual Pedro. So we decided, we're like, let's go to Colombia. The flights were really cheap, so we just, we literally bought a plane ticket and left the next week, and we got to Colombia, and um, uh, Pedro knew um, this other guy who, you know, he works in the film industry, and he loved the song, so then he decided he'd make time, and he we he got two days, and Put, we put out a mass email of a schedule. He said, these are the two days. This is what you need. Um, and it was actually really funny because we went in and, you know, we all never met each other. There's language barriers. And we're thinking, we're like, we need to figure out, like, you know, outfits. What are we going to wear for this? Like, And um, so me and um, the, the the producer of the video, actually, we went out to, like, um, like um like street markets you know that people are just yeah, like yeah. selling jewelry and clothes in the street and we um we kind of just got everything off the street for the video <laughs> besides like the wow, shoes i'm wearing wow. so you just improvised when you got there like on certain like sort of you had the, the the makings and the ideas and the concept but you like the rest is just like well let's just improvise when we get there yeah and it was so, it was actually pretty cool pretty funny because um it was like we had like um he was busy all day too so we're sitting there we're freaking out we're like we don't have everything and we have to shoot tomorrow and it's about like 6 p.m you know things close around like eight and so we like as soon as we meet each other we're like hi hello and we just start we run to the like the the street markets we're going to street, street market and we shopped until like 8 p.m we, we like agreed on everything and and when we thought something was hideous, we all agreed. But it was like, it was also, it was funny because it was my dad too. And, you know, Pedro and Pedro is just like, I don't know anything. I just have a daughter, you know, <laughs> so we're trying to pick out things. We're all like across the market just being like, no, that's ugly. No, no. <laughs> like, but um, yeah. yeah, we got, we got yeah, all yeah, the yeah. wardrobe. So what a good vibration, everything. I guess. And, and th this is the good creative buzz, what really uplifts your mood and give extra thing. I think this is what comes through the video too, that the joy. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was also just like it was, it was so beautiful, and everyone I worked with was just like amazing. And and it was funny because you know a lot of us 
couldn't speak to each other, but it was like it was just it was just a lot of fun. I I don't know. I think it was I think it was the most fun I ever had on a video shoot, to be honest. And um and it was well, yeah. Even even the wow. topic is a little bit lighter than the American guns, so Yeah. That was actually a really that was that was a fun video though too, I will say. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting take to it's a very controversial topic in in many many ways. And uh, I liked the bravery of of the contrast of the lyrics and the visuals and the basically fundamental truths that we all know what's happening all around with the wrong understanding of this whole weaponry over there. Leaving every one of us broken favorite songs you have your favorite memories i know that you just mentioned you are quite in a young age the best age to make it what is what drives you what what, what is what make you yeah you probably the music was in you all the time so you discovered yourself to express better this way than other ways but uh, what is what makes you get up the morning, do the thing, step over the failures, learn from them, and just uh, be a more complex and more completed you by the next day? Well, I think that a huge thing is that um, this is like the one thing I actually enjoy and love doing. You know, I'm, I, I think that that's actually like a huge thing is like ever since like a little girl, like I never really... To be honest, I didn't enjoy school ever. You know, I was I was more into like, you know, we'd go to the studio on my weekends and work on music on the weekend or after school. So I think that's a huge thing is that it's always just been a part of my life since such a young age that it's just something I've always enjoyed. So that's always the normal thing. And I will say, you know, there's our days where it's hard and, you know, I get a little frustrated with it like anyone does with anything. But um, completely can understand. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd yeah. be lying if I didn't say that. And um, but I think also a really big thing is is the support I have of everyone that's around me and that helps me through and getting to where I want to be. 
and honestly a, a big person of that and the reason why I get up and I still do everything that I do every day is because of my dad. Are you okay to share more about this part? Because this is what, we know a lot of artists, friends, acquaintances, or business partners, but uh, probably you are the one of the one who has this support. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite, quite a rare thing. I mean, like, you're one of the, possibly one of the first that has this, like, uh, family support. Like, um, so, um, yeah. Um, what's, um, what's the secret? Tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about that. Because, <laughs> I mean, it must, it must be, it must be a good thing to, like, to have somebody on your side, you know, and, like, sort of um, helping you along. And because um, a lot of people, like, sort of, um, don't have that you know they they, they just run away like bon jovi you know yeah that's it run away like yeah and um yeah so it must it's quite it's i mean it's very nice to hear like you know it's like and um but it's not it's not by far not the normal type of thing but so okay. um so we are curious about the secret what is the secret <laughs> um i don't know honestly um i i probably have like the most supporting dad in the world like um Uh, he's always been into music himself. It was kind of just like our thing growing up was talking and listening to music and going to a lot of concerts at probably extremely young age that most people don't take their kids to concerts, you know, when they're like six months old. But um, I was going with like little earplugs. Um, so it's always been my been our, our been our thing. Like um, I I got into music pretty young and. One of my dad's like first big gifts to me is when I was younger was um, an acoustic guitar. Um, so he gifted me that. Yeah. And then um, like we'd learn and start learning together because my dad knows how to play the guitar as well, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Sort of musical family background. Yeah, like, so yeah. I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think a big thing is is that like um, he's just very supportive of like any dream you ever want and – Ever since I said I want this, he's like, all right, how are we going to do it? How are we going to make it happen? Amazing. Amazing. But um, he, um, anytime, every time I go to the studio, he he comes. He wants to come because it's like, you know, his break from reality. And I think that, honestly, he loves it just as much as I do. He won't tell you that. But... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a kind of hero yeah. to me. Yeah. Mm. But um, no, he's just he, overall he's he's a great guy. He's he's my best friend. He knows every little thing about me. Um, pretty sure that like you know if I ever were to like go and play a tour anything, I know that he's gonna he's gonna drop quit his job immediately and he's gonna be right there and he's gonna be like, where are we going next? I'm pretty sure he's gonna he's gonna be like in his nineties, being like, what are we doing this weekend? Are we going to another state? Like. <laughs> That's that's the way. How this is how you live. I mean, that's that it's amazing. How it should be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Really? And, yeah. And, yeah. You know what is it, what it caught me my attention that, uh, for example, in the Hollywood era, in the music and film industry, also, when parents in the maybe fifties, sixties, or earlier, even even the biggest names try to live themselves through their own children, and that way they ruin them. You know, not just Judy Garland or others. And it seems to me, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm not, I guess, uh, that it is not the case with you and your dad. No, it's definitely not the case. He's he's 100% supports me in any decision I want to do. And, 
you know, and he always gives me great advice when decisions that are like that are tough for me to make or I don't know. He always gives me the pros and cons of every situation. And um now he's just he's just a huge support. It's it's more like he's happy to make my dream come true. Fantastic. Mm. And uh, we, we, we send all our love to your dad. Yeah. We do, we do, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Neoborn and Andy a Human Show. Living a life what you lead now, it's still, I understand you are not doing the Coachella, you shouldn't. Uh, I mean, there are better places to go to. I guess less and less so-called downtime or free time you have for, let's say, yourself to do nothing. I guess your solution for creative uh, refreshment is not Netflix binge watching. How do you energize yourself back? Um. So... To be honest, um, I I do I do so I have a lot of animals. I don't know if oh, you really? guys know that. Um, so I have mm-hmm. I have in my household we have five dogs, five cats, you know, pig, chinchilla, a few other things. Um, wow. so, well, I can show around here, so <laughs> yeah. But um, so a lot of my free time is actually taken up by my my two dogs that I personally have, not like the families. So a lot of a lot of my yeah. free time is you know going on walks and discovering new places. And I will say, I do I do enjoy a Friday night cuddling in my bed with my dog and binge watching a little bit of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, That's oh, oh. I, yeah. with the dogs. They are the best supportive animals. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I have a Vishla. Do you know what those are? Oh yeah, I know. They're beautiful ones. Yeah, that's that's one of my dogs, Vishla, my pride and joy. <laughs> yeah, but it's very active. It it takes a lot of time. Yeah. I have no idea how they what they are being and um and how they would do in the snowy climbs of Finland here. <laughs> like, uh, well, they would I... definitely stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> my my dog loves yes, the snow, but... but she they they don't have very much hair. But they're also very active and they need a lot of exercise. Oh. But it's very good to pet them because of their fur is kind of silky or I don't know what it's. Yeah, about. and they they get really hot, so a lot. Of, I guess they project a lot of their body heat outwards because they don't have much air. Mm. So at night they can get like 80, 90 degrees. <laughs> Whoa! So you can save up on heating. Yeah. <laughs> Lost a lot on the way. I can't fake. I'm a mess Falling out with you, babe Only thing I regret There's a pain in my head Help me shake the effects Can't explain, can't escape Laying here in my bed Oh, I'm seeing you again It's just another hallucination Where to put my medication, baby I'm hanging by a thread You say that I'm too Always at the right place at the wrong time Always at the right place 
to possess a voice inside of my head that never rests. I'm screaming at the silence, feeling so divided. Giving up on love, always blow it up. I already tried it. Oh, I'm seeing you again. It's just another hallucination. Where'd I put my medication, baby? So complicated Always at the right place At the wrong time Always at the right place At the wrong time I need a time machine To do it all Always at the right place At the wrong time a worldwide series of phenomena in the last couple of years, still ongoing in many aspects. We had these uh, restrictions of traveling. A lot of people felt challenged by, by now not necessarily uh, reasonable regulations. But that time, maybe let us suppose people acted mostly out of goodwill just they didn't know how to act because the last big pandemic was 100 years ago. How did you survive it? How did your creativity survive it? Actually, surprisingly, um, COVID really helped in that aspect for me. Um, Because a lot of of the time that, you know, no one could go anywhere, I was able to be at home and do nothing besides create and think about next moves and putting music out there. Um, and it, um, actually, um, with, the with the studio, um, Steve, we had, um, this rule where if we wanted to come and record, we were the only ones actually coming in and, um, we'd have, we'd wear masks and stay in separate rooms and never really yeah. Yeah. shake hands yeah. or anything. So I was still able to record, but during the first few months, of course, we weren't. But about around like six months in, I was still coming into the studio and coming actually quite frequently more than I do now because um, there was no one else going in besides me. Um, so it kept you sane. Yeah, it kept me sane. Um, yeah, COVID wasn't too bad for me. <laughs> Sadly <laughs> yeah, enough. See. You don't strike me as a party girl. Maybe I am wrong. <laughs> uh, so when was the last real big night out with friends? I went bowling last weekend, if that counts. <laughs> cool. I love it. I love bowling. Well, bowling's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went, yeah, yeah. I went bowling last weekend. And um, I think that's where I got the flu. <laughs> so. I see. I see. Well, Andy, Andy loves going out quite often, too, and seeing other bands. Is it right? I do, I do as I I do as much as possible. Yeah, Cassie, uh, what are the bands you like visiting? Either you can or you can't because probably there are too big names to find all the time them around you. So so are there any smaller bands you like visiting uh, at a gig or just the big names? 
Um, so actually, I went. Um, this was like a year after COVID when you know things started opening up a little bit again. Um, there's this guy, and he plays like every. His name's Yellow Days. He he can play like any instrument, and it's actually really funny because you think that he has a whole band with him, but it's it's him. He like he can play guitar, piano, like. He was playing the harmonica at one point during his thing. He was playing the drums while, like, singing and doing all of his... And then he was going around and, like, like looping a piano that he did and then going and playing the drums on top of it. But um, that was pretty cool to go to. And there was, like, no one there. And he's a really good singer. And he's he has some really cool art for his T-shirts and stuff. But, you know, his name's Yellow Days. So that was not a big band I got to go to. That was actually a lot of fun. Um, yeah. That's good. We will yeah. check him out. We will check him out. Those, uh, those smaller gigs can be like really like um, unexpectedly good, can't they? Like uh, you know, because we. Um, I mean, I, I just went to see um, like a local like sort of punk band like that, like in the same sort of rehearsal space as me. And um, I, I like the guys, but I'd never really heard their music, so I got down to um, my um, local like club slash bar. And um, they had a couple of couple of friends like play from Helsinki as well, and it was just like madness. It was just so good, and it's like I was like, wait, you know, it's like you don't, you know, like it's um, it's a small little local gigs that can really surprise you. Now this is what it's really all about, isn't it? Like, um, you know, what is the hardest when when you go to a place? And you can't enjoy the concert because we are constantly being invited to backstage or to the side of the stage or even to perform because when they just, yeah, you are here, come back. And you can't enjoy the music because definitely it is not set for you in the back to see. So that's my experience. So you know what? I would personally love to be in the same room with Paul McCartney and whatever he does, I will be in. <laughs> you know, so I will mm. be into. Do you want to teach a piano? You know, teach me again piano. I will do again. Just you know, let's hang out together, or just let's talk something. And I will be just around you. That 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 will be okay. We can make pancakes if you are Paul McCartney. So, do you have anybody like for me, like let's say Paul McCartney? I actually Joey? saw Paul McCartney and um in March in um in Baltimore, Maryland this year. Oh. With my dad. Wow. <laughs> and it was it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he's 80. Yeah, no, he was he was amazing live. My God. The man, and the man like had a three hours concert, yeah? Yeah, no, it was it was and we we got we got decent seats too, so you could see everything. But um no, he kept the show going like better than any young artist I've ever seen. Like the whole crowd was still going crazy. He was playing all these instruments. Honestly, he was a complete badass up there. Um but and then he had like fireworks at the end of his show. It was it was insane. But that was probably one of the coolest concerts I've been to in a long time. Um, I will say another concert I really enjoyed, which I actually went to when I was if we're talking about bands when I was younger. One of my favorite ones. I went with my dad too. We went to go see Muse. Yeah. Oh, Muse. Yes, I've seen them live. Yeah, they I've were them amazing. A few times. Live. Amazing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> So blown away. I mean, it's, it's it's you know I'm actually lost for words as how good they are. Like no, they were myself. they were really good live. 
You know what, what? What is the worst when when you are saying it? Okay, so Guns N' Roses is coming to town, literally like 200 meters from you because we are working. So after the shift, let's go to see them. I said, no, next time they come, I will go, and they split. <laughs> you know, that was my worst experience, not going to a big band. You know, so I went in that year to Sting. I went for everything what was yeah. there. So and and Guns came. It was literally next to my that time I was working for you know a franchise, and I said. Okay, uh, but now I'm just too tired. I'm not going to see them. They will come back next week or maybe next year, and they never came because they, you know, got angry with <laughs> each other. So typical, and now I would really think yeah. to go to <laughs> to a gospel concert. So maybe in London, I don't know. What we had up in smoke, new canvas, painting strokes, rearview blank, empty chair. Missing space, downward stairs, blew it all up, still I tried, water tried, flowers died, no more fire here, ashes black and seared, it all disappeared, oh I know that you're Yeah. 
Okay, let's. I, I can't avoid the. I don't even want to avoid the question. And uh, it doesn't mind if it's a little bit more serious, and you know. But uh, um, uh, I, I really would like to to ask you to talk about uh, your heritage because you are also partially from Ukraine, yeah, and uh, and. Uh, I understand that everybody has their own reason to explain what is happening there. What is happening there is terrible. What is nobody should ever endure, n- never. But because it's too much heated, too much thing, whatever we say to describe the events, people just couldn't care less. Practically, because if they could care less, this war wouldn't even happening. And uh, my thought before the interview was that the best bridge in between cultures is to share why those people, why that nation, why those tribes, why that heritage is special, unique, and relatable. So I was wondering whether you could share this beauty, what you call Ukraine. I mean, not just, okay, we can talk about the university, what was so, a couple of hundred years old there. We can talk about many things, but probably because you're coming from art. You may know way more than I know. And maybe the people who are listening to us in 169 countries, to be honest, they really would like to know what is special there. Um, Well, I can say a lot about it, but... um... I can talk, you know, I, I used to go every single summer since I was pretty much practically born and I have family that lives there. But, um, you know, if we're, you know, we're talking about like how amazing and beautiful these people are there is like, you know, the difference here in the United States is you can't go and like run onto someone's lawn or you get screamed at or, you know, it's not like, you know, you're particularly close with your neighbors. The thing up there is every, if you're a neighbor, you're pr- practically family. Like, every time I'd go down there, every time I came to visit, the whole neighborhood would get together, come and greet me and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you're back. Say hi to my mom. Like, you, you'll be walking down the street, and people will know that you've been, you've been playing. Out, all, all, everyone there, too, all the kids, they, they're outside all the time playing, no matter what the weather is. Sorry, everyone's allowed to use each other's backyard. And, and the, one of the, the amazing things about there, though, is it's honestly one of my favorite parts because I'm, a, a, I'm pretty much in love with food. But um, we every time you every time you're just walking down the street, um, it's actually really funny because they'd call me American girl, um, even though my mom's from there. They'd go, "Hey, American girl, are you hungry?" And I would, they would invite me in, and I'd I'd always be fed. I'd come home, and mom be like, "What do you mean you've eaten?" And I was like, "Oh, I got fed by this neighbor and this neighbor and this neighbor." Um, and they just they treat you like family, and they always have these huge big parties, you know, with each other, and everyone brings their food like a big potluck, and like it'll be like someone you didn't even know that lives probably like thirty minutes away is at this party, and everyone acts like they've you know known each other for years, and they help clean up together, and so that's something that's really beautiful is just like how much everyone shares and all the kindness, no matter how much they don't know you, they they're they're gonna feed you, no matter how much they have to their name, they're just gonna be like you're hungry, let me feed you. So that that's like a really great thing about people down there. Another thing is, is like, it's, um, you know, they, do, they have, um, it's actually really weird, but, um, so if, like, I don't know if you've ever seen like the Easter eggs that they make. Yeah. 
You, have you ever heard of seen them? No. Oh my gosh, they have these, these this crazy like art that they'll like make on Easter eggs that you've never seen anywhere. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like yeah, it, it's like all it's these like shapes. Sort of thing or something. I don't even. Um, you're you know henna, right? Do you know henna? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yes, yes. Almost like the intricate art of henna, but onto an egg, like a small egg. And yeah. it's like some, so they always, they make these like beautiful things. Um, they have this also this this really weird thing that I, I like is um, they'll take like eggplant and they'll like carve eggplants and make them into like um, lanterns and like put them eggplant lantern. Yeah, outside their house. Um, oh once my! A year. That's, I, I I need to see one. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> I need to see one. Yeah, it's like it's like once a year and it's like to ward away like bad spirits. So they just have all these like just it's all this just like really cool stuff you've never heard of and um and I, I don't know, like, you know, the the food's amazing, obviously. I don't know if you've ever had a parishki. But um and also just like or at least where from my mom's from, she lived in Raipoli. So it means like heavenly fields and it's um 'cause they have these sunflower fields everywhere. And it's the biggest sunflowers you'll ever see in your life. Like your national food is like. Uh, do you have like? like I, I'm not sure about specifically about the area. So borscht, borscht is called the soup there. Borscht. Oh yeah, cabbage. Cabbage soup. Yeah. So it's a kind of spice <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um. No. It's um. So it's either two ways you can make it. Um. You can either like to get the red color. You use um like a beet, and you keep a beet in like water and the 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 dyes from the beet go into the water and that's what makes the, the water purplish red. But Ukraine feels me that America is completely lacking that kind of good tribalism, which is not against others, but embrace a more um, <clears throat> inclusive... A more sense sense of community, isn't it? Like, yeah. um, and, and like, like a social structure that is actually helping out people just by its existence. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like here, you know, you walk outside and your neighbors don't really say hi to you ever, you know. But um, there, it's like you know, everyone says hi, hello, good morning. Everyone's just so nice. It's like, you know, like you know, once in a while you have like one person that just like tells you, oh, I like your shoes today, you know, and it just like makes the rest of your day. That's stuff that happens there like all the time, like every day. I really should visit the place. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Same, same. It's, the people are are so sweet, like <laughs> like no other. I, I, I do have a few friends from there, you know, musicians, artists, and so on, and uh, so they share their own experience how they had to f- leave because of if they were lucky because the last minute, and others were less lucky, so they experienced other things too. I know it's a hard question. You don't have to answer. But how do you think people, we, who are not fighters, like literally, and other people, our listeners, how can we best help this situation to get into the level when people can feel safe, happy, joyous, and loving again, which is like a generational trauma we are talking about. So how can we stop right now what is happening? How can... How can we help? Well, honestly, I think a big thing is people actually speaking out about what's going on. It's because, like, you know, there are, like, a few news articles there and then. 
but it's people just like like reporting being like oh like you know their missiles going off like it's like with like mass shootings in the U.S. it's like it's like we have all this news and it's like it's being so normalized and almost as entertainment rather than actually like tragedy of what it is and I think yeah. the problem is it's like people read this stuff but they're not actually thinking like what's actually happening they're like oh another missile whatever like another thing's happening and it's and so the thing is like people aren't actually going and like there's not you're not really seeing like the people that live there the faces that are there like you're not really seeing like people who actually are watching their home go down and crying like i feel like we need we need we need someone to actually go on a human level and going and talking to the people that live there and that are experiencing these things and who are hearing these bombs go off and how it's like one of my family members that moved here, they have a little kid, you know, he heard bombs go off when he was there. And he has PTSD now anytime he hears like an alarm go off, he freaks out. And so I think that's like a big thing is actually like having, I don't know how to say this, but humanize it. Like, like Yeah, not, I hear you, I hear you. So that's a big thing. Yeah. And you know, I, there, I, there are some smaller, smaller legacy medias, not Fox News or CNN. Oh, come on. So, like, but mm. they are actually, I read, even BBC has some coverage similar to what you described, but they are very, I think there is an agreement between uh, journalists that, that they don't show everything because it will be too much. Uh, or don't talk about it, but still it makes you cry. But I think the best, maybe this is the best way to use social media for, not right now. Yeah. It's not like, like time to time regularly find what moves you, or in our case, us, and and just share that one. So don't just retweet something, for example, what you've just seen, but when you really cry on something, when your heart moves on that baby situation, which is plenty, unfortunately, there, or uh, it's unspeakable, and uh, technically you are relieving the Second World War destruction, just you can see it like firsthand, and and uh, that was the worst terror in the human history, which we can recall, because that never ended. So, yeah, so we've been, in our platforms, we've been using it to some level, but I think we will keep it in, because in February we started to make a little bit lighter the things in, in a way that we called out this uh, stupid terrorist called Putin, you know, and mm-hmm. his closet. Okay, so if, if you really are that much in need of love, come meet us, you know, we will share love with you. Because probably little people do these crazy things. Uh, and I'm not saying it is that simple situation because it's way more complex, but everything has to stop now and not rebuild, at least let people to survive the next day. I mean, they don't even have, as far as I know, a stove for the next day. They don't even have houses anymore, and they don't even have packages, especially uh, to the east of Dnipro. Right? They say right, Dnipro, yeah. Yeah. So that that's the situation. What I think a Western person can't even recall because uh, the people who s- survived similar situations already passed away. Yeah. There's um. I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot of, we could also be like, you know, there, I know there's definitely a lot of like foundations that are probably sending money up there to help and stuff. But in reality, a lot of these people actually can't get to that money because of war zones and places being closed off. So like, even when we were going to try to send some of my family money that like couldn't leave, they weren't able to collect it. So, um, 
I don't know. I think there just has to be like some system in place. Like maybe we send some people up there. I don't know. Help out. Let's like let's that. let's have a talk, and maybe some people yeah. will figure it out. So so we it's will we we'll talk about it in our platforms. That maybe some people will have. Yeah, good yeah. I'm, I mean, we've I mean we've already talked about like um, how. Um, like fighting fire with fire, so to speak, isn't necessarily the answer. You know, like there's some issues that need to be resolved and you can't like um, say that um, uh, you need to like balance that um, negativity with positivity. And, um, you know, there you it's like this counterbalance and like it's like it sounds it sounds a bit like... Um, like unconventional let's say <laughs> but um but there is there is something to it isn't there i mean we can help um like by um explaining the the, the humanity of, of it i mean or even just to listen to somebody just really listen to somebody who survived the things or or there just just yeah. be the ear there not to be we are doesn't matter where we are. I'm traveling now here. I am quite near to the place. Oh, relatively near. I'm so far from that. But uh, on map, it looks close. Yet, uh, I, I only should listen first because it's not my time to speak my truth because it's it's some... If you go through something what is undigestible, it, you have to really find ways to pour it out to somebody who is reliable. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Okay. Thank you for this, and uh, thank you to all to we open up of this, and and honestly, we will we will uh, think of something.
now with a big twist and a completely flow change. Would you be up to visit Mars with Elon Musk for nine months and you would be the resident singer? Would you be up to that? To go to the first Mars colony? Nine months there, nine months back and probably two years to stay there. Full gigs, full support. Would you do that? Two years on Mars. Well, that's, you know, it's a kind of rare commuting. <laughs> and don't forget the nine months travel. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the most exclusive gig not on this earth ever. Honestly, um, no. I think we, you know, rather than trying to move and destroy another planet, I think we should clean up the one we're on right now. <laughs> I so um, much starting yes. to appreciate every thought you are saying that's yes. so yeah but in other aspect uh, it seems that uh, there is no other way just good people <laughs> should go there no way that doesn't mind just go there because it's still better under the some cave people. <laughs> 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 I think it'd be cool to visit space but I don't think I want to stay up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are these space jobs where you go for 10 minutes and then you fly down. It's like, that's for, I don't know, it's kind of that affordable for rich like kids uh, in America now <laughs> and destroying it's the like, whole uh, atmosphere yeah. in the meantime. So that's it's safe. Trust us. We're NASA. It's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, go on. Go on. Uh, let me, let, let me give you three names. Okay, so you uh, let's say you are walking in. You you've been to Las Vegas, yeah. So mm-hmm. anything can happen, literally, except that you win. But so you walk in a bar in Vegas, okay, and uh, you are finished, so you can legally walk in now. And uh, so there are three tables. Table number one is uh, Bon Jovi. Table number two is. Uh, <laughs> I almost said Eric Carver. I almost said Eric Carver. I'm not going to say Eric Carver. Okay, so table number two is uh, Elton John, and table number three is Celine Dion. To whom would you go to have a meet and greet? Hmm. Oh, God. Yes, it was very old schoolish, I know. I should have said that bird buddy. Um, I'm going to number two, Elton John. Yeah, I can completely understand. <laughs> mm, completely, completely. Yeah, there is yeah, no, there yeah, no completely. question here. Yeah. That lad has <laughs> better voice than 30 years ago. It's amazing person. I've seen him live, and I said, "Okay, come on." That's it was like 20 years ago, but he looked like 70 even that time, and he just jumped on the piano, did everything for the show, and really put it in. It was, it was amazing, amazing what I saying. Okay, if you could meet. Not in a seance, but in real life. So let's suppose that we can do any famous artist, musician, actor, actress, painter, who passed away to a different dimension. Who would that be? You're saying like anyone, like dead or alive? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, ooh, okay. Please don't say Elvis. I don't know, because that one's kind of basic, but it's true, what I'm thinking. It's okay. I mean, there is no bad answer here. I would go with Bach. <laughs> I mean, he invented blues music, not? Yeah, no, that is one. <laughs> I keep saying it up until people will believe this. 
I was the I was so one of my things was I was gonna say Bach, but then I was thinking Really? I was thinking though, I was thinking, I was like, to be honest though, a lot of like my childhood and growing up and a lot of the way I think about music and how it was influenced was a lot from the Beatles. So I was thinking I would like to okay. be in like a you session meet Paul, and of seeing course. how they make some so. music together and how they did it. You know, it's very interesting because I never liked the Beatles. I couldn't stand them. It was like completely like the harmonies. I didn't, and as I uh, grew a little bit less younger, uh, then I started to appreciate things. But probably as things happened in my life, you know, uh, I could understand more things. And to be honest, I don't like their so famous songs. You know, I more mm -hmm. li I like the things what people less likely know. Well, it's hard to say any Beatles song what is less likely known, but yeah, so not the mainstream thing that. I think I, I think I know like every song by them, but um, I did. I, my dad and I watched like this, like this documentary that came out kind of on them. They did like this like TV show. Oh, the Get Back. I think it was that, and it was like they were like in a circle and and how they all were like making up music and working on melodies and lyrics together. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool to pick one of their brains out. You know, they had all those, they're like, they're like their music videos too of like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like it'd be fun to pick their brain on like how they made some of that stuff. Or just be yeah. around. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's also cool. Or just hang out. Yeah. Hang yeah, out. Hang out. Something like that. And like, like, uh, imbibe it <laughs> like uh, yeah welcome to the neoborn and andy a human show it's an unavoidable question because we are doing an interview with a famous artist who is emerging and i guess you don't have to be the next taylor swift you have to be the next classic Kimberlin. so and uh that's it and honestly we were outraged at the weekend when it came out, oh, Spotify, third time in a row, Bad Bunny is the most listened, streamed, whatever. And I really tried four different songs by him, different era. And that was just sludge. What is beyond garbage? And I know it's industrial <laughs> yeah. uh, product. It's nothing real. It's pure marketing. And, and believe me, I even yeah. listened uh, Backstreet Boys when it was the unfortunate situation that I had to but uh, still um, so this I think anything what you do is way better than Bud Bunny ever done or whatever <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so I, I seen a photo I shared with Andy the other day that I would come, if that yeah. is a, that is something on a stage everything is wrong it shows how the music industry is wrong now and I hate the word music industry because it should be art yes make a living out of that if you are really that good these songs even the the, the, the what is the Scottish guy's name it's not even Scottish yeah the red hair guy you know who is everywhere and it's kind of plump oh, um, Ed Sheeran yeah, not at Harry's, but something like that. It's uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, the one, um, uh, I mean, I'm in love with this shape of your little uh, shape. Oh, of you. Ed, Ed, Sheeran? Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, see, yeah. Ed Sheeran is not at Harry's. <laughs> Yeah, huh? so uh, Ed Sheeran songs are, are, are written by a bunch of artists, sometimes 18 artists. It seems that he, how do you write songs? So that's how I actually got asked this question the other day, which is really funny. Um, so that that's a process. Um, to be honest, I never really start out writing a song. 
I kind of just write whatever comes to my head or like if I think of like a lyric, it usually, to be honest, there's going to be a page and there's going to be five different like it's going to be like three word sayings like could be like in this relationship, like so, just example. And it'll be like three different yeah. things just put on the, the page and it looks like, you know, a toddler wrote and you don't understand it. And then... It kind of, it's kind of just whatever comes to my head, and then eventually I'll come back and I'll be like, you know, that could be a good concept for a song. Let's write around it, and you keep writing around it, and then sometimes I'll come to my dad and I'm like, does this sound weird together? And he'll be like, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> you want to change that? <laughs> um, so it's it's more like I write onto a page, and it's more just like thoughts it's almost like poems and then you exactly poems exactly and, that's yeah. but you what is interesting i i i think in in more than a few of your songs are actually pretty dance able uh, not in a way what is in these modern festivals are, but in a traditional classical dance-able thing that, that that if you go to a dance night in the Middle Asian, like uh, what, we, what we had, that you can really go around, like waltz around, right? <laughs> Yeah. So it's I, I think that that is that is the secret of your talent that that you you create a, a waltz or or something like this this traditional classical dances around and and uh, that's that what flows uh, the thought all and and yes if somebody understands the lyrics or pay attention that's another extra layer on that one but I, re- I really do appreciate that you don't just write some well sounding uh, harmonies and then okay just create some fake ideas on the top of that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like that. Yeah, that, I mean, that what you're saying, Neo, about Kelsey's like the structure of your songs is, um, it's, um, it, it's you can see or like you can hear and, and feel. Obviously, like you've thought about like the elements and how they put and how they're put together, and it's not just like sort of right, just get a drum machine, like just slap a drum machine on your four four, boom, 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 and um, and then just like like sing over that and put the other sort of musical elements to that and there you go that's it done because you know you kind of like well that's what what you, you hear so that that type of thing so much and um you know me myself being a drummer and like songwriter and everything like that it's like it's i i need i kind of like demand even like something a little extra and um it's like sometimes less some, is more some, not so less is more. yeah 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 i mean don't fill it up like too much you know what i mean don't like to overplay stuff because then it's taking away from everything but um there's the, there's this sweet sweet pocket is that a word is that a thing like um where everything like sort of falls into naturally and um it has like you say like some kind of like um it's simple but it has some kind of built-in complexity naturally, and I think that's 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 where like the the magic is. Like it's like you know, there's mm-hmm. you can take it like like sort of uh, a simple, but like when you when you sort of get into it a little bit, like it's like there's there's layers and there's more to it. So so as we are complimenting you so much today, uh, we would like to continue that one. And uh, our next level of compliment is here to to ask that uh, which mainstream artist, and I'm not talking about those who use digital altercation for their vocals, because that's what we don't consider, but real performers, 
uh, would you like to have a duet with? Or maybe a whole album or a tour? Oh, okay. Um, and that can be your wish. Maybe if there is a genie, it might happen tomorrow. <laughs> um, okay, well, so I think vocally, I sound really good with Miley Cyrus, I will say. Mm. Love her, the way she her, her voice sounds. I think that that would be a good, like, if you're doing like a duet kind of thing. But go, go with your heart. Go with your heart. I would love, to be honest, this is a basic answer, but I would love to go on tour Taylor Swift. I think she's an amazing songwriter, um, except I didn't really like her last album, to but be is honest. It, but isn't she out. too much? I, honestly, I, I've seen a couple of uh, of her concerts in London and so on. So isn't she, even with guests, like Robin Williams' guests, you know, like, but isn't, isn't, isn't she too much? I mean, everything is perfect. I'm not saying that she's a, this or that person, but... I think it's a little bit overproduced. Feels less natural, less honest. I think um I think her earlier tours, those are the ones I went to, and those ones were pretty amazing. She was like sitting with a guitar and a piano and she was singing. And oh, those those concerts were really great to go to and she had like a few where she sang with no music and it was just her and the mic. And um, Miley Cyrus did that too, and I went to one of her uh, shows. So I know both of them can, they're really good naturally, and that's why I think it'd be really cool. But then if we're talking about like a man, like probably John Mayer, because that guy can play the hell out of a guitar. And he's also, he's very, he's very gorgeous too. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could fit, I think, I mean, a Foo Fighter gig, you would fit. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, I mean, like them. That, I don't they, know. They I are say. so cool guys that they can really alter the the song for because they always invite people up. You know, they always do the things. And if you just think of, I think if you do a rendition of Everlong, you know, I mean, I know it's very popular, but still, I mean, your voice, your style, you know, that could be a different uh, extra on that. What they really did. But anyway, that's just my take on that. So, yeah. And Miley is a good choice, always. Okay, uh, before we go, what did you last cook? Oh, my gosh. Huh. <laughs> so I was, I've been sick, so I that's haven't the question. cooked what anything. That's you never got to interview, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I Okay, I finally... I finally ate a little bit last night. I was I was having a little bit of trouble this week with eating because of the flu and stuff. Um, this is really funny. I wish that this question was tomorrow because I'm cooking tonight. Tonight's gonna be awesome. Okay, what but, will you? Okay, what? what but I made mac have, and cheese. Okay, what will you <laughs> had <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll answer both. Yesterday, all I did was make mac and cheese. It was like the only thing I could do. Uh, tonight, I'm making like some zucchini with some soy sauce and some garlic butter and some sesame seeds. And then I'm going to make this, um, it's going to be like pasta with some um, cream and some some chili powder, chili flakes, Parmesan cheese, chicken, spinach. And dear listeners, now you are listening to our new cooking show. 
I am so hungry right now. It's yeah, true. I saw the... like, That sounds so amazing. Like, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, yeah. We were planning to create a, a side side uh, series when because India is a little side bit dish. different uh, level at cooking than me. So yes, we were saying I'm giving you the recipe and you will do it. So because yeah. that's a training part I'm of that. Little, I'm, I'm good. a bit challenged on the cooking side of things myself. Like, um, I mean, not incapable. Like, I mean, you know, but um, I'm not. I love That's cooking. So I love cooking. I love uh, cooking too. <laughs> yeah. So a good soup for eight hours and so on. Oh my gosh. You ever use the, the, you know, turkey? You ever use the turkey and the bones from the turkey and like make some turkey soup? Yeah, I mean, I just heard it. I never tried <laughs> to, re- to recycle the things after you've baked or caked or roasted them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I heard. But what I love doing is to make my own bread or our own bread here with the kids. Oh, so you know, if possible, sourdough. It takes time and a lot of physical effort, but the end result is much more relieving. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. homemade bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like you know, everybody can cook if you have everything, but you cooking from from what you have at home, you know, to like save up money or being more reasonable. And protecting the planet, for example. Um, I think that's that's the real thing. Let's party and dance, cause our hearts have been opened. It's time to have fun, a brand new atmosphere. Let's hold and celebrate the change that's upon us. Don't wait for permission, just do it. Yes, we can. I woke up today. to your listeners or your sympathizers slash fans um mostly just thank you so much for giving me a shot and actually you know listening and taking a chance to listen to my stuff and you know all the support i've been getting and all the nice comments and i don't know it's just i'm, I'm really thankful that 
you know, because a lot of people, you know, like they, they click on a video and they don't actually listen, like or comment. But I'm like really appreciated to a lot of people that have listened to my music. They have left a comment and that's actually helped me keep going because of other people actually enjoying it and me not being in my head being like, oh, this is no one likes it. <laughs> okay, at so. least two people are loving your music. I can tell you. <laughs> at least you. two because we are here. So, yes, really, I mean, two of us, I mean, yeah, most so. definitely. And it does make a difference when um, likes and comments, especially on the YouTube videos channels, yeah. isn't it? Like, uh, so, yeah, and, um, you know, it's it doesn't need to be anything like... It doesn't um, have to be like anything a, like big. a long essay. It just needs to, you know, just something simple just to let let you know that it could just be we like, are here. This is this is great or great exclamation point and it just makes yeah. your entire day. So I don't know, just I want I'd like yeah, to say yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, okay, we will do that. Okay, so thank you for being with us today and uh and uh, we enjoyed. I mean, it is absolutely uh, refreshing and I understand you are going through a virus now but uh, absolutely refreshing your thoughts your spiritual uh, existence or whatever I can't even speak now I should drink some tea uh, and uh, <laughs> and really it's uh, something great because uh, y- you are a little bit different generation than we are not too much <laughs> but a little bit uh, and uh, the people in, in in that generation are so far from us than at least half a century. So it's a couple of light years. And it doesn't seem for me that uh, that bridge can be gapped so easily because of the lack of willingness. But uh, here you come. Here you are. And uh, you have everything, all the values, what we appreciate. You didn't break up with your dad when you were a teenager, or if you did, just reconcile. Uh, you you don't go to party uh, like at the extremes, but uh, you still appreciate that cooking is more creation, and uh, you have a grounded uh, view on life, and you don't say that oh, just because you had a couple of million listeners here and there and all together that you uh, deserve to be on the top of the pops. Um, but but and you don't and also don't feel exhausted or disappointed. But uh, somebody who is saying, "Okay, let's," I enjoy being here on Earth. <laughs> so please do, yeah. please keep doing that. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Thank I mean, we, we we really appreciate the um, the energy that you have and the um, love for life and the way that you express that through music. I mean, what is not to love about that? that that's that's that ticks all of our boxes, doesn't it, Neo? Thank you guys so much. That's what I'm talking about Kelsey, come on Yeah, the world's what you're making Go ahead and take it Ask for all you 
This has been the Nia Born and Andia Human Show, presented by two purple rabbits from behind Jupiter in a hidden moon at a secret base in an undisclosed location. (laughs) 